This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse Welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host today, Vanessa, and welcome to our show. So Fighting Stigma is all about, as it says, Fighting Stigma, it's all about mental health, well-being. How do we fight the stigma within ourselves, within the world? Like, how do we stand up for ourselves and say, hey... I'm neurodivergent, I have mental health issues, this is me, and I'm still fabulous. And so today I just want to have a little chat, kind of a little bit about my personal experience, but also about a lot of things I'm hearing from people talking recently, especially around lockdown and like the ongoing COVID, and just everything that's happening and making life stressful and challenging, and some of the stuff that's happening for us internally, like because... Stigma doesn't have to be an external thing, it can be an internal thing, and the effect and the the ramifications of internalised stigma is huge, and I know for years and years, and I still do have quite a bit of internalised stigma myself, but I know that some of the really big, really nasty stuff I've managed to work through and get over somewhat, so I really just want to share some insight and some ideas around that, and to kind of, whether you've worked all of that out yourself or like you're kind of on that journey already. So I want to give you some ideas around that. But before we get into all that juiciness, I want to have a word about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers, and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoro and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress to Health and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. 
Welcome back. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think, hey, that would be really great for myself or for someone else you know, and you're in the Waikato region, the Taranaki region, um, or in Topor, we actually like stick around at the very end of the show at finding, end of Finding Stigma. I always play that ad again. It's the very last thing you hear from me. Um, so stick around. You're about to grab those contact details for Progress to Health for yourself or for someone else. Now, so as I was saying, I want to have a chat about internalized stigma because it's one of the really big things that I know we deal with. Like it's actually, and it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about a lot. Like I think a lot of times people just go, oh, you should just get over yourself. It should be fine. Like some of the, it's interesting because some of the real stigma stuff, some of the statements people make around mental health actually then get spoken about if someone is experiencing internalized stigma as well because it's 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 part of mental health, having a mental health illness or experiencing mental health as I, um, how I say it. Like whichever way you talk about um, your mental health, that is perfect. Um, but it's that thing of that what I've noticed is that so often <laughs> with so many things that when it's our thoughts, when it's an internal dialogue, when it's whatever's going on in our mind, we just kind of attribute a certain level of truth to it because we're thinking it, right? So obviously, and it doesn't sound completely wrong, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking that I'm living on a different planet than I am. I'm not... You know, it's it's like I'm thinking actually I'm useless and I should be better and I'm lazy and everything like I'm I should be able to get over this, right? That makes sense. I hear that enough times because that's the thing about internalized stigma, isn't it? So internalized stigma refers to the process in which a person with mental illness cognitively and emotionally absorbs negative messages or stereotypes about mental illness and comes to believe them and apply them to themselves. So it's about you hear all these messages, negative messages, these stigmatizing messages around mental health, like it's, you're just lazy, you just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh, if you just did more exercise and ate some more celery, you'd be fine, right? Like if people just said that, it's like, oh no, you don't need to take any medication. If you just think you're happy, then you will be happy. You need to try harder. So you start thinking, because you hear it so often, you start thinking, oh, actually, maybe that's true. Maybe I am just lazy. Maybe I do just need to think more happy thoughts. Maybe I do just need to go for a 5K run every day and then miraculously my brain won't hate me on days, right? And then when you actually talk about, try and talk about what's going on in your mind, like just not even about the mental health illness itself, the mental health issue, it's actually just talking about like your thought process around it, right? It's like, well, I just think maybe if I wasn't so late, like I just keep think, telling myself I'm lazy and, you know, I try really hard, but I just, I sit there and I just have executive dysfunction. And I can't move and I, I know I need to do these things and then you just go around in circles, right? And people who have said those stigmatizing things to you are going to say the same thing around the internalized stigma because they're just going to be like, well, you just stop thinking it then. And so once we've kind of taken all of those negative messages on and we're kind of recreating them for ourselves, because that is so a process that we do as human beings, one of the things that's really amazing is actually when we have that brief moment of clarity and realize that's what's happening, right? And unfortunately with so many things, recognizing it, acknowledging it, is the first step, but it's not this miraculous, wonderful, wipe it away, make it disappear thing. Um, I always 
because I'm I'm quite a visual person, <laughs> so I need to think like think of an analogy for most things, so it sticks for me. Um, I've decided dealing with my mental health issues and my internalized stigma and just any of the stuff that goes on for me in my mind when it's not working great is I have to think about it like dishes. If I haven't walked into my kitchen, I may not know how many dishes there are to do. I may think the kitchen's completely tidy. Because my mum, who I live with, we own the house together, she may have actually done the dishes. Everything will be fine. I walk into the kitchen, it's spectacular. But if I haven't been in there, I don't know. So that moment of self-awareness, that moment of recognising that I have internalised stigma about my mental health, that I'm kind of stigmatised, beating myself up about being someone who has bipolar and anxiety, that's my moment of walking into the kitchen and going, oh, this is what the kitchen looks like, Right. Like recognizing this is how my brain works, this is what's going on for me, is my moment of self-awareness, my moment of, you know, being aware of myself, right? And so that is the first step. That doesn't, like, you know, if we're using the analogy of doing dishes, that doesn't, like, recognizing that the dishes are there doesn't make them be done miraculously, right? I still have to put in the work to actually get them done, and there's a bunch of different steps to do them. But what I can do is, when I use that for my mental health, recognizing, hey, I'm kind of repeating to myself all those horrible messages I got, <laughs> like when I was growing up from the media, which was like, you know, people with mental health issues are crazy and dangerous, and they should be locked up and you never see them. You should, they'll never get married, they'll never have kids, they'll never have a job, they're a burden to society. You should lock them up, throw away the key, right? And then it's all the... The, the things that are said in movies, oh, they're just, they're just lazy or they're crazy or it's all, all in their head. They're making it up. They're just trying to get attention, right? So I take all of that in and it becomes part of that soup in my brain of my internal voice telling me that I'm lazy and I'm crazy and I'm useless and I'll never amount to anything. And so you have to be aware that's what's going on because if we can be aware that that's, that part of that internal monologue is internalized stigma it makes it a bit easier to separate ourselves out from it and then find your way through it find your way to step past it find your way to be out of action doing the dishes if we're using that analogy again right because just knowing it needs to be done doesn't make it happen you have to make a bunch of steps and one of the things that I know from my own journey and from being working with progress to health for 12 years or over 12 years now and talking to hundreds of people is that actually it takes work, it takes hard work, and it takes repetitive action. And there isn't a miraculous one shoe fits all fix it thing. And I really, sometimes I wish there was, but it's actually about okay, so what can we do? So I recognize for myself around internalized stigma is just noticing it, recognizing it, understanding it. And as I said, I'm a very visual person, so I have to come up with things in my head that I can say to myself or I can visualize so that I recognize it. And I, it's not so much I stop the thought in its tracks, but I turn down the volume, right? I have yet to find a way to turn off the volume. <laughs> like I can't work out how to unplug that microphone yet, but I can turn down the volume, right? And if you've listened to the Fighting Stigma show before, you will have heard me talk about how I, I named my internal monologue in my head. So my negative thought process, so my negative um, internal monologue and my the inner critic and my inner judger, right? I named them so that it was easier for me to make them separate so I could 
put them aside. So I could actually say, hey, <laughs> yeah, that's a thought that's going on in my head, but that's actually not what I'm choosing to have today. I'm just going to turn the volume down on that, right? And I named them Statler and Waldorf, right? So my internal judge or my internal critic, I named them Statler and Waldorf. So if you've ever watched the Muppets TV show, <laughs> the the two old guys, the two Muppets up in the corner um, who are watching the show, they always start out with like, great show, best show ever. Oh my goodness, it's incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the best thing ever. Oh no, it was dreadful. And they get down to like, oh, it was horrible. Worst thing ever, horrible, dreadful. Right? So every time. And so I named my inner judge or my inner critic that so that when I'm my internalized stigma and my negative internal voice is sort of just beating me up, right? Telling me I'm stupid, I'm useless, I could never amount to anything, nothing I ever do is right. What I can do is go, oh, that's Statler and Waldorf. I'm choosing not to listen to them. I'm going to turn that microphone down. I'm going to turn that stereo down on that corner. So I'm not, like, I can hear, I know they're doing it, right? Like, I can hear that part of my brain going, oh, but you're quiet. Yes, you slice, you're stupid, right? But I turn it down, so it's not real loud now. So that then I can make some more noise of my own and go, actually, I have my degree. I managed to persevere and push through a whole lot of challenges in my life, and I got my degree. Actually, I get people telling me all the time in my job that I'm amazing and I make a huge difference in their life. And yes, it did take me three days to do my dishes, but I got them done. <laughs> it's like I, ha- I get a chance to recreate what I'm seeing in the world, what my, my picture of the world is, right? And the thing to, I think is one of the biggest things to remember about internalized stigma is that it's really easy when you recognize it. I find there's this pitfall that happens after you recognize that's what's going on is that we end up stigmatizing or judging or being a critic of ourselves, being critical of ourselves about the fact that we have internalized stigma, right? It's like it's almost the same thing as getting anxious about having anxiety or feeling depressed because you have depression, right? It's on the outside, someone might be like, why is that happening? If you've ever experienced it, you'd be like, that makes sense, totally get it, understand why it goes on really not good, can I unsign up from that, did not want to have that, it's happening, don't like it, right? It's one of those things that happens, and it can be a little bit of a trick right in that moment that you might not recognize that's what's going on, right? Because we have this false false sense of what we should be able to achieve in our lives when like, we're right in the middle of an episode, right? We're right in the middle of things going not great for our brains, right? And it might be that there is external stresses. Maybe there's external trauma. Maybe there's maybe there's a global pandemic going on and life is just freaking hard, right? And our brains aren't being helpful, right? They're not actually telling us, hey, let's make sure we get enough sleep. Let's get up. Let's go do some stretches. Let's go for a walk in the sunshine. Let's eat some nice healthy food, right? You know, that's a lot of times that's not going on naturally. We have to push that. We have to put in... A thousand and ten percent effort to make those things happen, and we all know if you've been someone who's had, well, I've. This is me making a gross generalization, quite likely. If you've ever had more than one episode of mental health issues, right, like mental unwellness, you will know this pattern. You will know that actually to get out of it takes hard work. It takes action and doing stuff and focusing. And being kind to ourselves and being gentle and being compassionate. 
And quite often it takes having outside help. Maybe it takes medication, maybe it takes therapy, maybe it takes counselling, maybe it takes hugs with your dog. Everyone's got a different thing that makes a difference. And there'll be, it's, we're all our own recipe, right? There's a bunch of different ingredients in the world that make up getting through an episode of mental unwellness, right? But what works for you, what recipe works for you is different, for everyone else, and it may be different each time you go through it. You might need to have a different one from this time than you did last time. I know sometimes I find, depending on what time of the year I get unwell, changes what I need. Because in winter, I, I need to be able to give myself space. I need to be able to give myself time at home to relax and be okay. And so I have to remind myself when, when the internalized stigma goes, yeah, but you're lazy. You should be out there visiting your friends. You should be making a difference. And you're, you're saying no to things all the time. And like people are going to think you don't care, right? It's like, no, 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 no one thinks I'm lazy or I don't care. Everyone understands that winter's really hard and I don't actually like being out. And they're all going to try and find ways to text me things or send me photos and the um, internet because actually that's a way to stay in contact, which I don't have to verbalise things in the moment and I don't have to leave my house because that's just not how it works for me. Whereas in summer, it's quite different. If I get unwell in summer, actually, I want to go to people's houses because I want a different. I want to see things differently. I want to be in someone else's space where things are working. Right? I want to remind myself of what functionality looks like. I never want that when it's winter. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just how it works for me. right? But we need to know ourselves. Like self-awareness is such an important, important step. And it's one of those things that no one can get it for you. People can support you getting there, but it's all about ourselves. It's like balance. If you've ever ridden a push bike, right, you understand that like there'll be one moment you don't have balance and then the next you do, right? There will be possibly some steps in between, but it is kind of like a, a momentary swap from no balance to balance, right? And you can't teach someone that. You can teach someone all the things they need to do about how to hold their body and hold themselves on a bike and how to push the pedals at a certain speed and like how to aim the front wheel and things to help them get balance. But I don't believe there's any way to go up to someone and say to them, this is what balance feels like and what you need to do exactly to get it every single time, right? You just can tell them the actions that we know generally mean if you practice those, you get balance, right? And that's the same thing for overcoming internalized stigma, for dealing with the fact, you know, whatever the horrible stuff our brains are saying to us. And then what that can the beauty of that can be is the more we have that for ourselves the more compassion the more happiness the more gentleness the more kindness we have for ourselves is that the more we can show up for other people in our lives the more that we can be there for other people and say hey you're important to me i want to make a difference right and the one thing i have noticed over my whole life and my entire journey of mental health is that People who experience mental health issues are some of the most compassionate, the most empathetic, the most creative, and the most amazing, amazing people on the planet. And generally, they all want to make a difference for everyone else. They want to make a bit of a difference for themselves too, like definitely, 
but there is definitely an outward focus of, hey, I know how bad it got. I don't want anyone else to go through that. How can I help them to have that not happen? Right? And I think one of the things that we can really do for ourselves is recognize what does the internalized stigma look like for us? What does it sound like to you? Does it sound like I can't take medication if I'm sick? Um, or if I take medication, I'm a failure. Or if I need to go, go back and see a therapist, I'm a failure. What is the terms that your internalized stigma uses? Mine's that I'm useless and I'm stupid and I'm worthless, right? And I'm lazy. Because if I didn't have mental health issues, then I'd just be able to get up and do my dishes no matter what, right? My house would always be miraculous, miraculously tidy. I'd be on time to work every single day. I'd never take a sick day. I'd be young and I'd be young. Well, like I wouldn't be younger, but I'd be fit and I'd be like smaller, like some very overweight, right? And I'd be going out and doing exercise. I would be. I would turn up to every single thing that my friends have, and I'd go to every event. I'd never miss anything. But recognizing that's all internalized stigma. That's all internalized. The the outcome of having internalized stigma that's telling me that I have to be these things or I suck and I'm useless and I can't. I'm 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 all those things that people have told me over the years that people with mental health are, right? So recognizing that for myself and realizing, hey, no, I do need to see my therapist again, or actually, no, I really need to go back to my GP and say, hey. I'm just, life's really hard right now. This pandemic's kicking me in the butt. I need to actually get some antidepressants or some anti-anxiety medication, right? Maybe it's talking to your boss and saying, hey, I'm feeling like I'm not coping right now. Can we change my hours for a bit? Or, hey, this, this particular project is really doing my head in. I'm just not coping. I, can, we, can we adjust how, I need, how my input looks, Right? And none of those are easy and none of those are not scary. Like, I really get that. But actually, sometimes the biggest stop is the story our brain is telling us about how wrong and bad and horrible we are, which is all based on the stigmatizing behavior, like the messages we've got from everywhere else that are telling us who we are and what we are is not good enough and we can't do it. And so when we recognize that, we can step out of that and maybe just for a moment we can do something different. But sometimes what happens is that actually trying to step outside of that, recognizing the internalized stigma, or actually you recognize it and you're like, I have no idea what to do next. Vanessa, that was a great point. I don't know what to do now. Like, how do I get over this? Like, I can recognize it. I got the self-awareness. Whoop me. Notice the dishes on my bench. Like, you know, call back to that good old analogy. But how do I do the dishes? What's the first step? How do I do this? I have no idea. Vanessa, tell me, right? And the thing is, unfortunately, this is not a callback show. <laughs> like, we can't actually have someone call in and say, hey, I want to talk about that more. But what we can do is I can give you a series of support lines. So you can write some of these down. So if you're having a real hard time at some point, you can ring up someone. And there's a whole bunch of them have trained counselors. They have really good trained staff who can have a talk to you about whatever's going on, no matter what time of the day. So grab a pen and paper and write some of these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called, so need to talk, 1737. It's a free call or text service, and it's available 24-7, so 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with 
a trained counsellor and their service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text, 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around, like the um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So, Depression Helpline, 0800 111 now they're the other, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight and they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whānau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Tōtoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508744633. And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, their number is 0800 688 5463. So hopefully that's given you a little insight into some of the things that you can start looking at doing if you're feeling like maybe internalized stigma is causing an issue. 
Um, but that's all we have time for today. So from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.